Hello and welcome to The Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson. I'm so glad you're joining me today. And you know that one of my new things now is that if you want to re-listen to the broadcast or send it to someone you know, you can just go to iTunes where I have a podcast now that's just called The Dad Whisperer, or you can go to my website always at drmichellewatson.com, where I have free resources, and I love sharing practical tools with you as dads who want to put your love for your daughter into action, because I want to help you become the hero that you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. So today, like always, the template is On Your Mark, Get Set, Go. On Your Mark is the title for the program, the topic for the day, so that everyone is clear about what we're going to be talking about for the next half hour. Today, the title is Rebuilding the Bridge to Your Daughter's Heart. Now, now for the get set part, I'm taking stories, statistics, bringing that theme into full color, full living color, so that you as a dad can know how to put that theme and that topic into action with your girls. So it's not very often that I do a two-part series, but since last week was such a powerful interview with Dave Murrow, who opened up about his relationship with his 22-year-old daughter that had three years of distance, and now over the past year, they've been working to rebuild. And his honest vulnerability, even telling about what he wishes he would have done different, and those kinds of things really highlighted for me the importance of covering the topic on on another level today about giving you as dads more ideas about how to rebuild a bridge between you and your daughter if it's been bombed out, broken down, burned, you know, burned, whatever, that that bridge between you is faulty is how do you as a dad take the initiative to rebuild that bridge I thought, you know, think of me as like you're going down to Home Depot and I'm I'm part of the team that's helping you as a contractor to get the tools that you need to then go home and do the building project. So think of me as that today because, again, having led men now for seven years in the ABBA project where I've been traveling from Venus to Mars, it's given me a clear view and a clearer view with each passing year into how men think and process and how you as men are motivated to take action. And I'm telling you, I've had many, many, many conversations with dads that are saying, I don't know how to fix this. Like, it's not good with me and my daughter, and I am completely lost. Everything I seem to try bombs or fails, and I'm getting the door figuratively and literally slammed in my face. And I know, dads, that it takes a lot of courage not to give up, not to be be defensive, and to do whatever it takes to pursue restoration. And I want to tell you that I know it takes a large dose of courage to make amends. It's hard work to rebuild a bridge between a father and a daughter. But I want to bring you hope today to say that rebuilding the bridge is possible. It really, really is. And Dave Murrow gave proof to that last week. He had to be patient through the process because his daughter's timing was different than his own. And please know today, again, my goal in addressing this topic isn't to make you as a dad feel judged or shamed, or that I'm coming to you with any kind of, you should have known this attitude. I'm literally like a coach in front of you as you get ready to 
this week, put your fathering race, you know, into action, put the race into action, put pedal to the metal, is that I want to tell you stories of other dads who have worked through these kinds of tricky dynamics with their daughters so that you feel less alone while also giving you clear steps of how to rebuild that bridge to your daughter's heart. Because when those two go hand in hand, you're hearing stories of other dads and you have specific action ideas and steps, it's going to help you rewrite the story as it's being told in your daughter's life. So I also want to tell you something else that I've discovered in my travels to Mars, which is that dads do not like it when their daughters are distanced from them or cut off. You know that. I mean, that's that's not rocket science. I understand that. But you know what? I've had many a dad tear up, sometimes tears even coming down his cheeks, when he honestly tells me that he knows he's contributed to the distance, which is what Dave Murrow admitted last week. I mean, it really takes a true, courageous man to admit that kind of fault. And that's when dads say, Michelle, you got to help me fix it. So it's truly been holy ground for me to be invited into that conversation with men when I am allowed to see their heartache and that kind of raw vulnerability. It's an honor to be trusted with their stories, So like I said, today I want to tell you some stories of men who have asked me questions because if you are in a place, dad, where you know there is distance between you and your daughter and you're estranged, perhaps one of these stories today of either what a dad has asked me or even how I have responded, I believe the go step today, the action step is going to be woven throughout the conversation today as you hear things that I've suggested to other dads that you could say, wow, that one really fits for me. I think I'm going to take that one to heart and put it into action. So I'll never forget having a dad who came up to me after I spoke at the National Coalition of Ministries to Men conference in Golden, Colorado about a year and a half ago. And this man came up with a prosthetic arm and he had told me how he had been in Vietnam and had received a purple heart for his service, actually going through such trauma that it was evident on his body. And he went on to tell me that he never was, he he never thought of himself as a good dad to his daughter. They had adopted her and he said that he had actually been in an orphanage and had Uh, never had a role model of a dad and had no idea how to be a dad to his daughter who is now an adult. And I remember him telling me that he was desperate for something to do to help, like whether it was making amends or building a bridge to her heart. He just literally said, "I, I have no idea where to go. And I remember telling him that I would only give him my book that I had brought with me if he promised not only to read it, but to do the assignments in the back, taking his daughter on dates and taking the initiative to open up the conversation. And I said to him, I have scripts in the back of it that will direct what you ask her so you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And if she says it's a stupid question, you blame me and I'm your fall guy. And he says, yes, ma'am, I will. I'll do it. I'm telling you, that kind of courage to me merits a purple heart. Because what he did when he was in Vietnam is probably being challenged in in the fathering race that he's running now because this is as scary, if not more, because he, remember, doesn't want to do it wrong. You've heard me say that so many times. Men would rather do nothing than do it wrong. So men are saying, okay, I don't really know 
what to do, so I'm going to do nothing. And I'm saying, no, 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 dad, you got to get in there. And I want to help you do that so that you can take the bull by the horns and make amends today, which is not my standing in judgment of you for the past, but it's saying you only have today. Step up to the plate, put your love into action. I mean, I think of even a couple of years ago in the ABBA project where one of the dads, Lonnie, said to one of the other guys as he heard him speak, he said, you are the most broken part of the equation, but you're moving now into a more positive direction. You're moving in a more positive way. And he said, your daughter feels it, your wife sees it, and your sons notice it. I mean, I couldn't have gotten away with being that blunt. I don't really believe that. But man to man, he could say, you are the most broken part of the equation. And I'm saying, dads, follow Dave Murrow's example last week. Follow what Lonnie said and own your own stuff. If you really have been responsible for the bridge being in disrepair, you have to step up to the plate and do whatever it takes before God to make amends because you are more significant to the climate of your home, the climate around, even if your children are gone, your daughters are out of the home, you're still significant to the climate in that relationship. And this is a key part of turning your heart and not just your head towards your daughters. I loved what Dave Murrow said last week. He said, it doesn't matter who's right. What matters is the restoration of the relationship. He said, I gave up my right to be right. And I waited patiently for her to communicate with me. And then he hit it out of the ballpark when he said that he was really struck by how Jesus took the blows for us and how he knew that he may have to take some of the blows and not fight back with his daughter. Oh, my word, was that powerful. Wow. I just, I I have been resonating on that all week, and I'm so struck by his courage to stand up and take the blows out of love for his daughter, patiently waiting for her to be ready to have time with him. It reminds me of what my mentor, Dr. Jim Friesen, has said so often. We either live from our hurt or we live from our heart. And it's hard to get unstuck from hurts, isn't it? But if we don't, we can't fully live from our hearts because we thrive when our hearts are open and engaged. So you'll recall me saying men would rather do nothing than do it wrong. And I just said that a few minutes ago, but here's the part I want to add. This applies to making amends too. And perhaps you've held off crossing the bridge to her heart because you think either too much time has passed or you'll say it wrong or she'll never talk to you again because of an offense. But this is where you'll have to be wise in moving forward. And I would suggest starting with writing a letter. If she's not okay with seeing you or doesn't feel safe right now with you, try writing a letter if that's all she can handle or texting perhaps without expectation of response. That's what Dave Merle started with. Got her a phone and she started with short texts. But no matter the path you choose, or the path you're forced to choose, if she, your daughter, has closed the door on you, you will have to honor her boundaries, her level of comfort, and track with that in the potential rebuilding process. So I want to tell you some more stories today of dads who have asked questions about this to me, and how I've, I want you to hear how I've responded. So let me tell you a story. As I had a dad write to me, and he put his frustration and his questions into action. And the title of the email he sent me was help with my 22-year-old estranged daughter. Here's what he wrote. Dr. Watson, what can I do 
to be reconciled to my estranged daughter. I am in recovery from alcoholism, and I just graduated from Teen Challenge. My 25-year-old son is proud of me and is supportive. So why is it hard for my daughter to want me in her life? Listen to what he said next. I ache in my heart, and I feel like a part of my life is missing. He went on to say yesterday she was at my niece's recital, and this was the first time in about five years where we were in the same place. So God gave me the courage to approach her. I simply said, hi, I miss you, and I love you. He said it was awkward at first, but she spent about 10 minutes talking to me. She acknowledged she loves me and is pulling back from me while I'm in recovery. And she's cheering me on, but said she's not ready to be back in my life. Afterwards, he admitted this to me. I went to the men's room and wept. He said, my sister and daughter are very close, and both of them are saying I need to release her to God's providence. But he said, I can't imagine my life without her, and I need some wisdom. Did you notice that he as a dad made the first move? He took the first step, even though it was awkward and hard, and went up to his daughter. I love that, which is what I affirmed. I affirmed and affirmed and affirmed that. So just to let you into this conversation, here's how I responded back. I first congratulated him on his own recovery work, and then I began to say things like this. I said, in response to your question, clearly you understand that when the bridge I put in quotes has been bombed out between a dad and a daughter, the repairs aren't a quick fix. Of course, you already know that, so I'm stating the obvious. And I told him, I love the phrase, more is caught than taught, meaning that your daughter most likely needs to keep seeking seeing you walk out your recovery over time so that her heart has time to open up and trust that you're not going to hurt her again. Time is the operative word. Then I said to this dad, one thing I would suggest in the meantime, while her heart wounds are healing, is that you buy a really beautiful journal that you can write into her during this time where she's not open to connecting in real time. And you can write out prayers for her, things you're wishing you could tell her, Write memories of things that you recall that are precious to your heart about her. Write in the journal wishes you have for her and dreams that you would love to seek come to pass. Because the key thing is that you not put anything in there that's preachy or condemning of her, but instead make sure that all the words are life-breathing, encouraging, supportive, and positive. And I said, you'll have all your entries dated so that when or if you ever give that journal to her, it will be like a time capsule where she will see that on such and such a date, your heart was open to loving her. And that will go a long way in repairing the bridge for you, even if it's down the road a ways. In the meantime, I told him it will give you a way to keep your heart open to her while being able to communicate to her in a book that will be a treasure most likely to her at some point. Then I reminded him, of course, pray. You have a father in heaven whose heart knows what it's like when his children don't always turn toward him. So he gets this. So your allied heart with his will calm your spirit. The key is to not try to push an agenda on your daughter because she needs to heal in her time, not yours. Prayer will help you pace with the father's agenda. And I just said, I hope that helps. And maybe you as a dad are listening today and saying, okay, I'm going to take that to action 
that to heart and put into action some of the things that Michelle is telling me here. Because that idea, dads, about putting something in a journal came from my friend Don Blackwell, who wrote a book called Dear Ashley, because his daughter, when she was in treatment for the better part of a year for an eating disorder, inpatient where he had very limited contact, he, he began to write to her in a journal that he could give her at a later date. And I cannot tell you how many times I've taken that idea and adapted it and given it as a practical way for dads with estranged daughters to put their love into action, their words down into a book that becomes a time capsule to God willing give her at another, at another date. So now I want to tell you another story of another dad with a different situation who titled his email to me, 17-year-old daughter. He said, Dr. Watson, I'm seeking additional assistance in reconnecting with my daughter. Divorced for almost three years, I've been trying to have dates with her for two years, but she won't commit to a monthly one. Since the separation, she's chosen to go with her mom full time. Now I am reading your book. I see the value in it, but it doesn't seem to help when dads don't even have access to their daughters to try and set up a date. How do I get access if I'm being cut out? And I know that many of you listening are in similar situations that because of divorce, you are limited in being able to have FaceTime with your girls. So here's what I wrote to this dad. I'm so glad that you reached out to me and let me know a little bit of your story. Clearly, you're in a tough situation because of the fact that your daughter is a minor and lives with her mom, meaning that her loyalty is most likely aligned with her mom right now. Sadly, this means that she doesn't have a margin to connect with you, at least before she turns 18 or graduates. As you can imagine, this isn't the first time I've heard this kind of situation that is gut-wrenching to the parent who is shut out. I know there isn't any clear or easy answer. And I said to this dad, I would never want to presume to understand the heartache that you are experiencing. And yet I want to encourage you to continue asking your daughter to reconnect with you or to connect with you either way, because it's going into her heart, even if she's pushing you away right now. Again, the loyalty piece is often hard on kids of divorce because so often they feel they have to choose a side and choose one parent or the other and can't fully connect to both. And I hope that once she's in college and not living in or out of the home after 18 and not living with mom, that she may have a more, more, more of a wide margin to connect with you. But I said to this dad, keep pursuing your daughter, even if she tries to push you away. I know this is hard, but it will translate to there being a long-term message deposited into her heart, which says that you, dad, aren't going anywhere, that you're staying the course even if she tries to push you away. Then I ended by telling him that same suggestion about writing his thoughts, his dreams, his prayers into a journal and said, you can give that to her at another time, hopefully down the road. But it gives that dad in his angst, in his heartache, a way to put his heart cries, his love for her into words. And I said, in the meantime, dad, text her when you can. I'd suggest a couple times a week. Keep consistent in your heart, staying open to her, even from a distance, despite being hurt and pushed away. And I said, I hope this is helpful. And you guys, I'm just telling you honestly, I know that I haven't been through this. So I can't fully give input into the heartache, but I can only synthesize things from my 20 years as a, as a mental health counselor 
my 37, I guess it is, eight years now, working alongside mentoring, you know, high school and college age women. Let me tell you one more story here. I know a dad who struggled with his teenage daughter for years, having three sons. He really understood how to be a dad to sons. And just she hit high school and it just seemed to get worse and worse. But what he said is that he opted to use his voice vertically, right? He began to pray daily for healing in her life. He put his heart cries that were being blocked, right, horizontally because she wasn't hearing him anyway. And he said, I put my prayer into my, my heartache into prayer daily for her. And what he told me is he said the road was bittersweet with ups and downs. But he said, when I learned how to be more effective in my prayers, I begin to see God turn things around. And I'm telling you, dads, never underestimate the power of prayer. She may not be okay with you talking to her today. She may not be okay with you talking to her tomorrow. But you can always talk to God today and tomorrow. You know that. But I'm saying, dads, I want to give you action steps. What do you do if you're wanting to rebuild the bridge to your daughter's heart? Write them down, your prayers. Write down what you want to specifically ask God to do and daily commit to praying for miracles in your daughter's heart and your own so that you can heal. I've got another thing I want to encourage you dads to do today, which is lay your weapons down. If you approach her ready to fight this out, you're going to lose her. You're going to lose her. You even heard Dave Merle last week say, I would have done it different. I wouldn't have demanded that I would turn her into the police for, for anything. He said, I pulled a power card and I lost her. I would do that differently. He said, you can't, you can be right and be lonely, Dave said, or forgive and be loved. Isn't that powerful? Dave said, you can be right and lonely, or you can forgive and be loved. You can't approach her with defensiveness or in an attack mode if you want to repair the bridge. Just like Matthew 5, 23 and 24 says, and I'm going to put the word daughter in, in this verse instead of, in these two verses instead of brother. And here it is. If you're offering your gift at the altar and there you remember that your daughter has something against you, leave your gift right there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your daughter and then come offer your gift. If you care more about her hurt and her heart than you do about your position and wanting to be right, okay, then here are some guidelines, Dad, for rebuilding the bridge to her heart. I've given you some ideas today, but I want to sum it up here at the end. One, then ask questions of her with a sincere desire to know the answer. Say something like this, I know I hurt you with my words yesterday. And when you came to me, I know I didn't listen well. You were right about that piece, but I want to listen now. Can you please tell me that again? Tell me what you want me to hear. You see how you're asking a question with a sincere desire to know the answer. Number two, if you want to rebuild the bridge to her heart, ask forgiveness for specifics, not generalities. You don't want to say, if I've hurt you, I'm sorry. Here's another way you could say it is last night I was tired after work and I took it out on you. I saw the look of hurt in your eyes when I got angry, yet I chose not to meet you in the way you needed to. Will you please forgive me? So ask forgiveness for specifics, not generalities. And number three, this is the last one. Never mix amends with criticism, whether they're subtle or direct. 
Here's what you don't want to say. Something like, I know I was harsh, but so were you. I mean, if you want to tell me now what you were saying last night, I'll try and listen. But if you need, but you need to meet me halfway. If you want me to get what you're saying and try not to be emotional. See, see how that has a lot of criticism in it. That isn't going to work. That isn't going to work. And dad's Here's what I want to end by saying is I know that sometimes depending on the severity of the offense from you to your daughter, whether it's sexual offense, verbal, physical, maybe even spiritual abuse, you may have to live with the consequences of your actions and the bridge may have to possibly stay the way it is now or forever. But what I do know is that if you make demands, it will backfire. So any misuse of power between you can't happen now if it's happened in the past. And that's where your daughter will need to set the pace for the rebuilding process. You even heard Dave Murrow say last week, get into counseling. Dads, do your own work. Find a mentor or a pastor to walk you through this and keep praying. You can write letters to her that you may give her later. So dads, today we've talked about what to do when you want to rebuild the bridge to your daughter's heart. You've heard stories of things that dads have asked me. And I hope that as I've shared stories of what I have said back to dads, that you have gleaned insight into action steps that you can take to put your love into action with your daughters. Think of it as bridge maintenance. Think of it as bridge repair, whatever fits for you. So dads, as always, let me know how it goes. Give me ideas of things you want me to cover here on The Dad Whisperer. You can always write me at drmichelle at thedadwhisperer.com. Go to my website at drmichellewatson.com for more free resources. And you can always sign up on iTunes now and listen to these podcasts later. Let today be a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's hearts. Go, Dad.